0: solutions broadcasting from the pods moving and storage studios this is the ramsey show where america hangs out to have a conversation about your life and your money i am ramsey personality rachel cruz hosting the show today with next to me fellow ramsey personality ramsey show co-host and smart money happy hour co-host that's right the new podcast george camel
1: wow what a day, Rachel. Good
0: to be here. We launched a new podcast yesterday called Smart Money Happy Hour. George and I are sitting down having, you know, friend-to-friend conversations about things going on in the world that, that revolve around money. Yes. But we thought, let's just put a microphone, have a mixed drink, and just enjoy the conversation and you all get to listen in. It's what we
1: would talk about off mic, but instead they're like, let's record it and see if people enjoy this. And the good news is, they have. They love it. One person said it was like Regis and Kathy Lee, so I am like the Wha- old, whoa, curmudgeonly whoa. soul, <laughs> no, and you are Kathy Lee. You're
0: not Ryan Seacrest. You are no, I'm you're Regis,
1: Regis, which I appreciate. That I'm a little more you're Regis little than reage. Ryan. You have
0: a little Regis factor. Yeah, he's a I little snark. I can see that. Old soul, but
1: the feedback's been amazing.
0: Yeah, And it's been fun.
1: I just found out we are number one on the business charts on Apple Podcasts of
0: all business podcasts, and out of
1: all the podcasts, which two and a half million podcasts, yeah. We are number 33 overall.
0: Is it 33 now? Yes. Oh, I thought it was like in the 50s.
1: We are just climbing the charts. Thanks to all of you out there. We are
0: climbing the charts.
1: So huge thank you to all of you who have listened, who have shared your feedback, who have subscribed and followed and left five-star reviews. Continue to do that. How cool would it be if we were in like the top 10 and the world was like, got to hear some of this money message that is so desperately needed out there.
0: Well, and that was part of our thought of doing that is here on the Ramsey Show, which we're about to do is take calls from everyone across America. In the world, really, uh, in regards to their life and their money. And we get really tactical. But we thought, man, if someone doesn't really like care about a money podcast, how do you kind of rope them into this? Because we're both very passionate about helping people. So we're like, okay, so how do we get the people that really don't care about money? But want to have, a, you know, hear a fun conversation just casually in their car and enjoy. And it gets you thinking. And we kind of rope them in. Yeah, so it gets you...
1: you laughing, gets your guard down, gets you thinking differently about money, and that's yes. that's the goal of this. So we got two episodes out right now. One is all about uh, is convenience culture worth being broke, and the second one is all about the TV network that brainwashed us all. And new episodes are coming out every Thursday uh, through through November. Yes, so we're this gonna do is one, season. one
0: Yep. And see. So if you've enjoyed it, thanks again for listening. And if you have friends or family that you're thinking, gosh, I kind of need rope them in yeah. to learn about money. Like, this is may a great not, one. They may not read
1: the Total Money Makeover or listen to three hours of The Ramsey Show, but they might listen to 30 minutes of us yakking it up with a drink in hand.
0: Who so. knows? Who knows? But we're here on The Ramsey Show today, taking your calls at AAA 825 5225. So we'll start off with Kate in Philadelphia. Hey, Kate, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks. How are you? We're doing well. How can we help?
2: So I'm a new listener, probably in the last, let's say, eight months, um, trying to kind of get a handle on how to start. Um, always have kind of saved money, but spent money, saved a little bit here. And I, so I kind of feel like I'm all across the board, hand-stretched wide open, and kind of don't really have a control on anything, but I would say that we've... Maybe aren't in quite an alignment as far as being full in family wise as far as uh, actually really following the path. So I'm just trying to get some insight on how to really make that complete shift to follow the steps to
0: make a difference in our lives, yeah. Well, when it comes to the family unit, you know what the the biggest relationship that you really do want to talk through is your spouse. So I'm assuming you're married correct yes and then you have kids two yes two and how old are they they're uh they college age and high school okay okay so yeah getting a little buy-in from them would be nice not required at this point right uh but yeah but getting right. here, kids don't
1: get much of a say
0: yeah well college and high school they will have their say for sure um but I don't know. Yeah, having having your husband on board for sure is is the key. So, Kate, what's what's probably the biggest hesitation? Do you feel of just like just jumping in and just doing it all?
2: Um, just putting that kind of restraint. We've you know not necessarily lived beyond our means. We're kind of middle of the road on everything. But I've always gone on vacations, purchased things we want. to move. you know, we have really done whatever we. Wanted because we've had the funds there, but you know, we still have been able to save along the way. Okay. So how much debt so do you guys really, have?
0: Um about ninety five hundred it right now. Ninety five hundred. Okay. Is that credit card debt? Is that car loans?
2: Just a car loan.
0: Just a car loan. So one car loan. No credit card debts, no student loans, just that one car loan no. of ninety five hundred dollars. Okay. And that's the thing. We use credit cards
2: but we pay them off every month, so we have switched to using debit cards solely, except for certain things that we have automatically coming out every month. Okay.
0: So, okay, so, Kate, I don't control, know. Roll, George- not all in. Yeah, okay. So, I mean, there's, there's multiple reasons why people kind of jump all in, and one of the biggest reasons that we hear, and George, correct me if I'm wrong, is they get to this kind of I've had it moment. They get to this point that they feel like, oh my gosh, I should have more money than I do right now. Or I'm sick of living paycheck to paycheck. I'm sick of having the credit card companies call and bombard me. Right, so like that's a lot of people's stories, and they get to this kind of extreme point with their lives, and they say, "I'm I'm done. I am done. I've had it." You you don't feel like that you're there. There's not
1: enough pain. You don't. I don't. I don't
0: feel like you have enough pain. So here would be my encouragement: Uh, doing the plan where you guys are at. Debt-wise, I think you're still going to be able to enjoy life, Kate. Like, our plan is not that you – is, there is a sacrificial part of this, right, to get out of debt. But I'm assuming you guys have some extra savings uh, the way that you've been talking and that you'll be able to throw at this 9500 get it paid off, just get some more savings, and then fund retirement, kids' college, uh, pay off the house early. You know, the steps that you're probably going to be transitioning into are not the beans and rice, rice and beans. We take calls on the show – with tens of thousands of dollars, hundreds of thousands of dollars of debt and it's years of this journey of paying off debt. You guys aren't there. So I think you're still going to be able to enjoy life, Kate, even doing the Ramsey plan where you're at. Um but also it's like you have to you have to have intentionality around your money, Kate, or you're going to look up in 5 years and be like, "Man, we could have had a whole lot more in retirement." Or oh, we yeah. could have we could have done so much more, but we kind of just Neh. There's, definitely, there's a
1: lukewarm kind of attitude for that kind of middle crowd who's not at this rock bottom. Which makes
0: sense because you're not in dire pain. So
1: Yeah, but part of that is going, we're not where we should be with retirement. We could be doing so much better. We work so hard, and yet we have so little to show for it because we're doing 17 things at once. And so I think laying out a vision for the next 5, 10 years, when do you guys want to retire? Could we retire early because of our decisions we start making today? What could we do with that car payment every month if we weren't sending it to the auto lender? What could we do if we're using a debit card? How would that change our spending? And start to challenge yourselves, not in a way to, to you know, sacrifice just to feel some pain, right. but in a way to see the progress like you've never seen before. So yes. hang on the line. I'm going to send you Financial Peace University for you and your husband and the kids to watch. That is going to get you fired up and show you what life could look like if you went all in on this plan. So hang on the line. Jenna's going to pick up. We're going to send you guys one year of Financial Peace University.
0: Thanks, Kate. And again, it's 888 825 I'm Rachel Cruz and George Camel. And this This is The Ramsey Show.
3: It continues to amaze me how identity thieves... Keep finding ways to use our own identities against us. Not only do they commit crimes related to financial fraud, medical ID theft, and insurance benefit fraud, but now we have to deal with home title fraud. Thieves are using your own personal info to take ownership of your home so they can take out loans, and you end up with a pile of debt and foreclosure notices. Over 4,000 data breaches happened in 2018, exposing 36 Billion records. So thieves have plenty of identities to use, and there's a one in five chance it will be yours. That's why Xander Insurance is the only program I use and recommend. Their plan covers all types of identity theft, and it takes over all the work if you become a victim. Visit Xander.com or call 800 356 4282.
0: rachel cruz hosting the room show today with george camel and up next we have anthony from canada hey anthony welcome to the show
4: hey thanks for taking my call how you guys doing
0: we're doing well thanks how can we help
4: hey so i uh i was in the <clears throat> passive uh income scam with real estate and like i was there's nothing passive about it so we like realized we gotta sell um some homes that we have, and we had a house from hell in particular that mm. just like had problem after problem after problem, and it was like it was like it was going to take my life. <laughs> um, yeah. But wow. you know, we, we sold that, and we still made a profit. Um, so I'm happy about that. But uh, we have about one hundred and sixty thousand dollars from this rental property that, and and we have our personal residence, and we have about one hundred seventy thousand in there. So, about three hundred to three hundred twenty thousand dollars, and we just purchased our, like, our dream home. Uh, we really like it. It was five hundred thousand dollars. So, my question is, what do I do with the three hundred to three hundred twenty thousand dollars? Do I put a twenty percent down payment and then invest the rest, or do I pay it off as fast as I can? Especially with the um, really high interest rates for mortgages. Um, I, I just I don't know. In this situation, what the right thing to do is.
1: So let me recap here. Your personal residence you bought for five hundred—is it paid for, or do you have a the mortgage on it? You have one seventy in equity.
4: Sorry, we just we just bought it um, on Saturday, oh, and wow. and and so we are—we don't know exactly what we're going to put down yet. Uh, if that makes sense. Oh, so you haven't closed on it? it. Yeah, we're we're not going to close. We we're very confident we'll close, but uh, um, but yeah, we have about we have about three hundred thousand that we think we'll have. I guess. Okay. We have one hundred sixty thousand from our rental for sure.
1: Okay, so you'll probably have about three hundred in cash that you could put down on this five hundred thousand dollar home.
4: That's right. Yeah.
1: So why wouldn't you do that?
4: Well, I just I, I I keep thinking about retirement, and you know the the you know the younger you are, the the better it is to have more uh, at the at the beginning to to work on that compounding uh, take that compound effect in, into play. Do you guys have nothing in retirement? Um, well we have, we have, uh, we have other rental properties that we do plan on selling, but the terms aren't up yet. Um, they're about two to three years away. And we think we'll, we'll sell those as well and have about 200 to 250 and we would want to put that into retirement. And we have, we only have really 30,000 in our, um, uh, Uh, RSPs or TFSAs, which is like your 401k and uh, Roth IRA. IRA. Well, we would tell you to start invest
1: 15% of your future income into those. How old are you two? uh, 28. You've got plenty of time. You're going to be multimillionaires in those accounts. If you just follow these steps, 15% in there, let's pay off the primary residence. Then you can save up cash and buy rental properties in cash, in full, and that will create all of the passive income if that's what you want to do. And if you don't want to be in real estate, you can sell those, get out and use all that income and start building real wealth. Once your home's paid off, that's baby step seven. You can increase that 15% and really start to ramp up that wealth
0: building. Yeah. Anthony, I totally hear you on the compound interest. I mean, I was taught at like seven years old to look at charts to see what would happen if you invested at 18 years old versus 38 and all of it. So like, I totally hear what you're saying and the sentiment is great because the math for sure, is on your side when you start early. So we're we're not saying not to start retirement. I would definitely put money in retirement. But there's also something to be said when you don't have a house payment. And this three hundred thousand to a five hundred thousand dollars house gives you guys a massive head start. And working to pay that off while still funding retirement, like George was saying. But there's something about Anthony when you don't have any payments, like when that when your primary residence is paid for. And you guys are get out of this whole rental thing and all of it. Right. And, and you have no payments. Your income is freed up so much that you guys then can double down and say, hey, we're going to throw even more at retirement than 15 percent uh, or we're going to take some of that, like George is saying, and if you still love real estate, yeah, let's go let's go find, you know, a, a cheap house and, and start there with all cash and get that passive income going and all of it. Right. You can start playing with all this because you actually have money and you have the freedom. And that's something else that doesn't get put into an equation or that you won't see on a chart is just the mental margin that you're going to have in your life and the peace and so much when you don't owe anyone anything it just frees you up so much. So, so I hear what you're saying about the compound interest. That's what we teach here. So we still want you funding retirement, fifteen percent of your income. Um, but man, I would I would put a chunk to, towards that towards the house for sure. And that's part of your retirement so you plan. All of it.
1: Right. Yeah. I would put all I mean if you guys are out of debt with a fully funded emergency fund, every other penny I would throw into this down payment.
0: So you could go that hardcore okay. and then I would say, George and I may differ a little bit on this. If you wanted to, take a little bit and and, and enjoy. I would take some and be generous with. Like, you know, it doesn't have to be this legalistic all three hundred has to go at the house. But I do want you guys to like do the math on that side that if you did put all three hundred how far ahead you would be and how quickly you would pay off your house, how much interest you would not be paying when you don't have a house payment, like play with the numbers. Uh, but yeah. I would say if you want to take a little bit and be generous, maybe enjoy, you know, some of it too, because baby steps four through seven, we always say is, you know, your foot's off the gas. You're not hardcore sacrificing. You can enjoy life. Uh, but man, there's there's a gift that you guys are about to get of $300,000 oh, yeah. that you could, good spot. you could throw it off. What's so. your
1: income, Anthony? Household.
4: Um, well, we just had a baby. So, but oh, my congratulations. wife, um, thank you. Um, so when she's back to work in a year, it'll be about 180,000.
1: Amazing.
4: So then you go, well, yeah. how quickly
1: could we pay off a $200,000 mortgage making 180 if we didn't have any other payments? Right. And that gets you fired up because you're focused on that one thing instead of dealing with 14 different properties and they all have mortgages on them and you're hoping the renters pay and you're hoping there's no issues. And like you mentioned, Uh, this is not passive income. So I'm glad you called that out for all of the people out there who are trying to get into this real estate business. And we love real estate around here. It's a great investment when it's done right, but there is no such thing as passive income. It just doesn't work like that in real estate because of what you mentioned. There's, you got to hope the renter pays. You got to go deal with the HVAC. There's always someone to, uh, to to have to go up to and go, all right, what's the issue? How do yeah. we fix this? And you guys are in this business. Dave has been dealing with this for years, and he's been rallying against this, this get-rich-quick scheme of
0: passive income through real estate. I know.
1: So it's a lot of work, and it's a huge, huge financial endeavor.
0: And it's a lot of work when you pay cash for it, right? So like even when it's you go and say, I'm going to be a landlord, it sounds like, oh, that's so easy. You just put money in the house and then you just get money back from rent. That's so easy. No, you're dealing with people constantly. Like it is it's almost this like part-time job. So it, it's wonderful and and I love real estate and I think it's amazing uh cuz there is a beautiful thing about passive income when you do it with all cash for sure, but it's still work. It's still work, George. Yeah, it's good. But thanks Anthony. Thanks for the call.
1: Good reminder there.
0: So, I love that Anthony. They just had a baby. So sweet. And it's amazing when you kind of like enter into these seasons of life, whether you just graduated college, you got married, you've had a baby, maybe you're changing jobs, like so much of this, like adulting, right? Like doing this life. There's a lot of stuff. And one thing people forget about a lot is getting a will. And so you'll hear us say it all the time that you need to get a will. It is just basic adult responsibility and there's no excuse not to have one. And so we recommend doing one just online. It's really fast. It's cost effective and it's a way just to get it taken care of. But I also get a lot of questions asking if a simple online will is right for everyone in everyone's specific situation. So I get that. So what if you need a trust? You know, what if uh, you need a mirror will? What about... Powers of attorney, what kind do you need? I mean, there's so many questions. So our team has actually built out a quiz to help you find the right options for you when it comes to getting a will. You'll get a customized, you'll get customized results based on basic information, like if you're married, single, where you live, even the size of your estates, and you'll know exactly what you need to do for your specific situation. So getting a will, you guys, it is so important. So to take the quiz, go to ramseysolutions.com/slash wills quiz. To check it out for yourself.
1: Worth it. Go do it today.
0: This is The Ramsey Show. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. We are taking your calls at 888-825-5225. Up next, we have Jackson in Athens, Georgia. Hey, Jackson. Welcome to the show.
5: Hey, thank y'all for having me on.
0: Absolutely. How can we help?
5: Hey, I just had a question about, I guess, whether or not I should look to rent or buy. Right now, I'm I'm 24, living with my folks and uh wasn't not in college no debt and i make about 72k a year and i was just wondering if it would be if i if it would be wise to stay with them a little bit longer and just go straight to buying a small house or whether it would be better to just more quickly go and try to find a rental
0: yeah it's a great question jackson do you think you'll be in athens for a while for the foreseeable future
5: I think so. I think for the uh, foreseeable future, definitely yes.
0: Because that's kind of how I base these decisions it's on. It's a long-term
5: decision. Yes, buy a house for uh, sure
0: versus renting. But I would want you to be in a good financial spot before you bought a home. And it sounds like you're at a you're you're for sure checking off some of the boxes and not having any debt. Do you have any savings or anything for a down payment?
5: Uh, I have about twenty thousand right now. Okay. I can probably, if I stay with them, you know, I'm, I'm sure I can make that go up pretty quickly. Sure. But, and, you know, I, and I could afford to rent in the area. Most things that I see within a 30-minute drive of work are probably like 1200 to 1500 a month, which I could do, but it would yeah. definitely cut into my ability to save. So what's your take-home pay every month? Um, I'd have to say maybe, like, it's partially commission-based, so it makes a little hard to say, but um, I'd say average. about 40, maybe 4,800 after taxes and health insurance and that stuff. Okay. And so we would yeah. say you want that your mortgage payment to be about a
1: quarter of your take-home pay on a 15-year fixed. And so that helps you determine how much money you need down. That helps you determine how much house you can buy. Have you looked at small homes in the Athens area to see what they're going for?
5: Yes. um, Yeah. And it just ranges. I'd say most of them are, are probably like 250 to 300K. Some maybe around two hundred, yeah. That might need some work, you know, or, or maybe less than that if you want to do a lot of work. Yeah. So, so. With, which I wouldn't be opposed to, but um, I also I'm not married, you know, so I I guess I don't really. I'm sort of hesitant to just go straight to buying a home, but I know I always hear people talk about you know just throwing money away renting. You know, so no,
0: speak. don't listen to them.
5: That's a <laughs> crock.
1: <Okay>. You're, <laughs> you're buying patience, my friend. You're making a wise decision.
0: Yeah. And Jackson, what I would encourage you to do, honestly, because of where you're at, yes, living at home is saving you money, but there's just not a price to being on your own. I mean, truly, like, not having to walk through the front door of your parents' house and go into your childhood bedroom and go to sleep. Like, there is a level of dignity that happens when you're just on your own, like just simply that it is your life. And so a lot of people do go back home to save money, which again, I'm not, it, it, it's not like a black Nothing or white right issue for me, but it gets to mm-hmm. a point though, where I really feel like there's a, there's a level of stunts.
1: Stunted growth. Stunted growth. Thank you. Yeah. I was like,
0: what's my, what's the word I'm looking for? Thanks. George, we're good. I'm friends, always here you for know. you. Uh, hmm. That happens that you just don't quite get to that, place when until you're on your own and you're the one paying the bills you're the one having to figure out what's in the refrigerator I got to go to the store I mean it's the it sounds so small but it just does something so almost Jackson I would if I were you I would leave I would rent next month somewhere just to get out on your own get your feet wet and just maybe sign a six-month lease and then kind of see okay where's life at now and then if you feel like you're still settled you're in a job still in that area that you love yeah that you haven't met someone and and those plans are changing. Then I think investing in a house is great. I mean, if you if you can be somewhere for at least five years, uh, buying a home is a great investment. And so, yeah, the real estate market's a little wacky right now. But if you do those percentages, like what George was talking about, that formula to know that you're not buying a, a house that's out of you know you're not going to be house poor, um, and you can still you know make a make some equity while you have it, I think is great. But I honestly, I would move out. I'd move out and rent. Yeah, for about I like six that months. plan.
1: And if you jump on to RamseySolutions.com, you can click on free tools. Use our mortgage calculator to help you get some real facts and figures because that gives you some confidence and clarity. It's hard when you're just going, I think I'm ready. I don't know. When you go on paper and go, okay, I can buy a $200,000 house. If I can put you know 40% down, that'll leave me about you know 90-something thousand, and that will put me at a $1,200 payment, and that feels reasonable in my budget that will give you some peace and freedom and so that's what i would encourage you to do and then go about the business of doing that if that means side jobs and extra income to get to 100k so that you can get here in the next three years that's great but don't just jump into a house because people told you that renting is a sin
0: that's right that's right yeah so i i would rent jackson but it's a great question and a lot of people are in that transition asking the same thing so thanks for calling all right up next we have samantha in atlantic city hey samantha welcome to the show
6: Hi, thank you so much for taking my call. Absolutely. How can we help? Well, I have started listening to um, Total Financial Makeover. Um, I've been listening to the podcast as well, and I am really trying to be accountable and get started. Awesome. Um, My question has to do with the $1,000, the run, don't walk to the $1,000 versus getting caught up on everything that I have this past due. Um, I've been sitting for quite a t- quite a long time, you know, borrowing, robbing Peter to pay Paul, doing this, doing that. And I have a good income. It's just been circumstantial. It's where I live is expensive. Um, you know, I have a child that I've been raising on my own and a lot of things are coming up now and I'm a little, in a little bit of panic mode, not, and I don't want to become, dramatic about this I want to handle it I want to do it but I'm a little I'm a little confused about the starting process
0: yeah that's a great question and you're not being dramatic Samantha I mean when you're living paycheck (laughs) to paycheck and you're behind on payments and you don't have savings I mean like that's a that's a scary place to be so that fear that you're feeling is totally justified so you're yeah don't don't Say to yourself, "Oh my gosh, I'm just being dramatic." No, you're really not. I mean, this is a this is a really serious thing, and you're feeling the weight of that. So, just give yourself permission to feel that yes. because that's that is all justified. I mean, um,
1: getting current on those bills yeah. is going to be your a one. So, w- what bills are you behind on?
6: Um. <laughs> well, uh, I just had a vehicle that um, uh, essentially the transmission went. Um, with no emergency fund in place, I am now behind on the loan on that vehicle and it's still in the shop. Um, so I am in another vehicle that I am renting that I am actually, I've had, I'm a traveling nurse or a home nurse, um, health nurse, um, and I have an on-call responsibility. So I've got the extra work part covered, um, but I've been paying for this additional vehicle to get me around. And, um, you know, it's gotten me behind on everything. Uh, There's credit cards, there's utilities, um, my son's uh, swimming membership that he needs, you know, because it's the sport that he does. I mean, I don't think I'm current on one thing right now.
1: Wow. Well, we start with the four walls, which is food, utilities, housing, transportation. That gets covered before we pay the credit card company, before we pay the auto lender. We got to keep the swim lesson. And that comes before the swim lessons. Honestly,
0: yeah, making sure you're caught up on those four things. We got to keep the lights on
1: and keep the roof over our head. So once we're there, then we can focus on the next priority. And that might mean communicating with the credit card company and going, hey, listen, I don't have money for you right now. What we don't want to do is just bury our head in the sand and not talk to them. And then it goes into collections and then people are coming after you. So be proactive with every single bill in your life and every single lender and explain to them the situation and go, this is what I can pay. And that might mean you give them $25 that month because that's what you can do until we can get caught up. And so that baby step one, it might take you a little longer than other people because right now we're in like baby step zero. We're trying to get current. And so yep. that's where you're at.
0: Yeah. So okay. So Samantha, stay on the line. Um, Jenna's going to pick up, and we're going to put you through Financial Peace University, and it's going to come with every dollar, which is a budgeting app. So the very first thing I want you to do is I want you to I want you to write out your your budget for the month, and I want you to cut everything that is not necessary out of that to free up money. I want you to look around your house. I want you to sell stuff, get extra cash in the door. Make sure you cover those four walls first. Get current on that and then look to get current on on your credit cards and everything else after that. But it's gonna require probably some more income or money that you can get from cutting in the budget and selling stuff. Welcome back to the Ramsey Show. We are taking your calls at 888 825 5225. And up next this hour, we have Kristen in San Francisco. Hey, Kristen, welcome to the show. Kristen, are you there? Hello?
1: There we go. Yeah,
0: hey, Kristen, welcome. Oh, hi. Sorry about that. I don't know. It just There was no noise. You're good. No, you're
7: good. Thanks for cool uh, taking the time to talk. Thanks for taking the time to talk with me. For sure,
0: yeah. What Um, what can we do for you?
7: So um, I'm wondering if it's the right decision for me to change jobs. Um, I'm in a very stable position and going to something that doesn't really offer the same stability. Um, My situation is that I live in the greater Bay Area, and so it's very, very expensive. And so... um, currently in a, you know, a great situation, but want to increase my income. And I work for the county and I'm currently like capped out at where my, you know, my income will be raised. Um, and my husband gets raises every two years. So in order for us just to like be able to feel like we can um, live in our current house and uh, support our two young kids and all the activities, I'm just wondering if I should go to more of a self-employment situation. Um, I'm a marriage and family therapist, so I would be going from the county to private practice. And along with uh, increasing my income, it would also allow me to have the flexibility to spend more time with my kids and, you know, take them to their day-to-day activities and whatnot.
3: For sure. So I guess
7: my question is, I guess my question is just how do I prepare for that shift when, you know, I have my current PTO and I have um, money going into, um, you know, a 401k with with work, but how do I feel confident in making the shift and knowing that I'm prepared financially?
1: Are you guys out of debt?
7: Yeah, besides our house.
1: Okay, And we
7: have... We have our um have probably about four months of emergency fund. Okay. Uh yeah, my husband works for the government. He's stable. done that for ten years, so he's in a very stable position unless there's like a huge um you know, where they shut down the government again. But yeah, <laughs> <like> that <laughs> yeah, never gonna, happens.
0: You never know. Uh okay, so Kristen do you, is there a practice near you that you're going to, that you want to join that you're thinking I could plug in to something someone else is already doing? Or are you wanting to start just from scratch, just your own, getting your name out there? Um, and-
7: yeah, so I'm actually going through a certification program now where I'd be like a court-involved therapist. So the referrals are coming from the, whole, the court and it's essentially mandated. So, um, you know, the work is there, uh, the, the need in the community is there. So I'm not worried about having to like build up my practice, so to speak. Um, But at the same time, you know, there is the anxiety about cancellations and just it's not a consistent paycheck. It has the opportunity to bring in a lot more income than I'm making. Um, But I guess I'm just trying to, figure out how to plan for the money I need to put aside for, um, taxes and how to, you know, invest And I'm not going to be working towards acquiring a pension anymore.
0: So there's right, just right. kind of yeah, that, it just shifts from, yeah.
1: So would this be like a 1099 that you would get instead of a W2 as a contractor? Correct. Yeah. Ah, Okay. Well, you would need to weigh the the benefits that you're missing out on and go, can I cover those now from this paycheck? How much do I need to put away with taxes? I would definitely be working with a tax pro. You can find one of those at RamseySolutions.com to go, all right, I need to put away 35% of each paycheck. And after a few months, you're going to have a real good picture of what this normally looks like, of what your income is going to be. Is this something that you can do on the side instead of just jumping and leaving this job and going straight into it?
6: I've thought I've thought about that, but as
7: I'm going through the program, it really seems like they it's not necessarily just a uh, you know a, a 50 minute clinical hour where you're working with a family. you might have to go to court and be on call and all of that is kind of built for in the sense that how somebody would be working with an attorney that mm-hmm. um, that's built into the contract. but yeah, I don't think, my current position would offer me the flexibility to on sure. a say,
0: I need Wednesday
7: off, you know? Yeah.
0: Well, and I feel like, you know, you have enough experience from what you're doing. I feel like you sound like you, you have really researched a lot on that side of kind of moving for careers. It does sound like an interesting uh, part when you look into that therapy side of what you're saying, um, that it's not just like, Oh, you go sit down for an hour with a therapist Venmo them and they and then they leave. Like you're gonna be with these families going through some hard things and going to court and all of that. So, so I think on the money side, you guys are good. You're out of debt. You have fully funded emergency fund. Like George was saying, uh, research some stuff with that 1099. Talk to a tax pro. Make sure you got your bases covered there uh, because people do this that kind of stuff all the time. But what I would look at too, Kristen, is just to have boundaries because I know one of the reasons you're doing this is to be with your kids more to have more flexibility. And it's easy to let fear kind of take over and think I've got to say yes, 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 yes. And you take on more than what you're even wanting and you end up working more hours and you're more stressed when you're on your own versus what you're doing now. So that would be one of my, you know, just kind of words of caution just to say, you know, hey, you know, test out one or two of these clients to know how much bandwidth of my time that take because it does sound like you're going to be doing more than just that one hour a week therapy session you're going to be doing a lot more for these families and these people
1: and I might bump up to six months for that emergency fund as you're not sure there may be some irregular income that'll give you some peace as well and look at the other side if it doesn't work out six months from now and it's not what you thought it was you can always go back you can do private practice you can work somewhere else you sound like you're a real sharp woman so I'm, I'm not concerned about that so I would go for it this is what you want to do
0: yep It's awesome. You've done the right steps. Awesome, Kristen. Well, George, you and I, we've hosted the Ramsey Show together. We now are co-hosts of Smart Money Happy Hour, our new podcast that launched yesterday. It's out into the world. And you and I, together, along with Dr. John Zalone, uh, have put content, our hearts, our souls, into the new 2023 Ramsey goal planner. So if you love a goal planner, uh, if you want to know that I want to be, you want to be intentional with not just your time, but even your spiritual walk, your money, your relationships, all of that, you need to start doing things on purpose and, and, it's really hard because we want the we want good results in all those areas of our lives, but that doesn't always happen because we don't have the motivation or the tools. But the Ramsey Goal Planner is all of that for
1: you. Yeah, we, we cover all the areas. I mean, at least the, the main ones here, we got relational with Dr. John Deloney. You cover the spiritual side and I cover the financial side. And I think having one goal in each of those areas for the year is very doable. So you're going to say, hey, I want to get out of debt. And I also want to have better relationships because we've been very isolated these last few years. Yeah. We want to have deeper relationships and we want to focus on the spiritual side. And when you get those, you know, we call it a flat tire when you're not doing great in one of those areas, the car doesn't run as well. And so we want you to be well-rounded and have goals in each of these areas. And there's such power to putting it on paper. And I'm I'm the most techie guy out there. I love putting everything in my iPhone note, but it gets lost in a sea of digital things <laughs> and screens versus carrying around a goal planner wherever you go reminding you visually
0: of what it is. Of what
1: it is. And so this is, it's a great gift to give someone in your life that you want to encourage, especially for the guys out there like me who never know what to get the the women in your life. Yeah. No, right? <laughs> a
0: this goal This is planner. a win-win. And it's beautiful. It's like, Gold foil on the front cover, all of it. It's it's wonderful. So they always sell out quickly, these gold planners. We only every, get a certain amount. That's right, every single year. So make sure to go to ramseysolutions.com slash planner to get yours. And you're right, George. I never thought about that. But having all the important things in one spot written down that you're like, it's here because the I'm the worst at the notes app. I have like yes. I can't I don't even want to tell you how many notes. Should be compared. T- it's terrible. Yeah, it's how pull, many? Pull out your phone, okay? Because mine get lost with my kids, and they like put like sushi emojis all down them.
1: I currently have three thousand thirty <gasps> notes in iCloud. How many do you have?
0: Ninety-five.
1: Oh my goodness! <laughs> was, you you just threw much? me under the bus. I have three thousand notes.
0: Oh, you need the Ramsey gold planner? I need therapy. You're making me like I need freak beyond out. a gold planner. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, thanks to everyone in the booth: Ben, James, Jenna. Zach, Andrew, all of them back there. And thank you, America, for listening. This is The Ramsey Show. Hey, it's Rachel Cruz, co-host on The Ramsey Show. If you want to do your debt-free scream live on the show, visit ramseysolutions.com slash debt-free scream. We'd love for you to come to Nashville and tell Dave your story. That's ramseysolutions.com slash debt-free scream.